In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, the Passion Translation, um, I want you to see some uh, a scripture here. Uh, this past week, it rose up in my heart. It's from the Passion Translation says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. As some have formed the habit of doing. Now I'm telling you that that really happens. And especially having stayed at home from many, from March, and now we come, we've come to actually October. Don't you know that that's a habit that can be formed on, man, on Sunday morning? You wake up and, you know, stagger to the, not stagger, but go to the television or your gadget, and sometimes if you're not careful, maybe pick up your phone and it's 9.30 and it's just about 10 o'clock and ask for tea or breakfast and have it in bed and watch the service half awake. And then say, I think they finished. And we went to church anyway. This is not the time to pull away. And neglect meeting together as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently. Not just two hours on Sunday. We should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. We anticipate the promises of God. We anticipate the what God says in his word to manifest. We anticipate the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot accommodate every one of you on Sundays because of social distancing and all that, but make sure you register early. Do it on Monday morning. If you try going on Friday evening, could have been taken up on Sunday. Sunday. I think I'm talking to the wrong people. I'm talk Let me talk to the one who was the count. <laughs> but do it early on Monday morning. And if anyway you don't get a chance for the Sunday service, then make arrangements to come for Wednesday prayer service. This is not the time to pull away. Let me tell you something of, of what happened when, when we started meeting, I mean, doing our recording on Saturdays. And of course, for you, you'll watch them on Sundays, and Tina and I will sit and, and watch and, and actually partake of Holy Communion as we did all the services until July. And uh, when uh, the president uh, and his team announced that we're supposed to resume and only 100 people gathering, I'm telling you, in the natural, it was so convenient for us to continue doing what you are doing, recording on Saturday. But then uh, in, in listening to, to the Lord and, and asking, Lord, what do you want us to do? You see, Pastor Carl and I are responsible to God for what Victory Faith Church does, not what other churches do. We are pastors of this church. We're not pastors of other churches. So it's, 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 it has to be to hear God what as Victory Faith Church we needed to do. And I'm telling you, there was a strong knowing, and the right thing to do was to begin with those 100. I think the first Sunday we were about 76 of us and, and rejoiced to see those faces of people who are here on that Sunday. But let me tell you something. One of the reasons that we had to, to uh, agree with the Lord and make that decision it's because 
watching online and staying home uh, apart, uh, away from each other, fast is not the, the perfect will of God. It wasn't the will of God. It wasn't the will of God because first, corona didn't come from heaven. It, come from, it came from the kingdom of darkness. Then you go back to the scriptures, God, and you follow the word and the spirit. What does the word of God say? Like what I've just read to you, this is not the time to pull away. You follow. What does the word of God say? Then secondly, you listen for that inward witness of the spirit. Do we need to resume with those 100? And he gave us a clearance and a go-ahead for us to resume. And thank God you've kept making progress. And those of you at home, make every arrangement to come into the sanctuary. Make every effort to come for Wednesday prayer services. Make every effort to have those Zoom meetings for care until we announce to you of the physical gathering of those meetings. Can I hear you, amen? amen. Hallelujah. But again, thank you so much that you are able to come. We're not able to give the total amount of the Kilimanjaro expedition today as I had announced, but we'll be doing it on the 18th of October. If you still want to sow and impress you sow to us this part of Omega Fest vision, please go ahead and, and, and we'll give you the total figure on the date mentioned. I'm looking forward to be able to share with you more of what the Lord has done through this, the Kilimanjaro expedition, and also what you're looking forward to the future of this. I think by now I should have more people thinking of uh, going to the mountain with us. Oh, it's, only, it's only my wife said yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. But to list this past Friday evening, we began our Feast of Tabernacles and ends on the evening of Friday, 9th of October. And again, we had announced to you on the 11th of October, this coming Sunday, come with your Feast of Tabernacle fast fruit offerings. I want you to release your faith when you are doing this. And this, this morning, I want to speak some things from the scriptures concerning this feast. In Leviticus chapter 23, if we can go there, um, is the season of joy. Is a feast of joy. Is a season of joy. And in Leviticus chapter uh, 23, from verse 33, uh, it says, uh, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month, shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord. So he's talking about the 15th day because the first day, as you have been taught very well, was Rosh Hashanah. It's the new, the new year in God's calendar, or as it's called uh, the Jewish calendar. And then on, on the 10th day was Yom Kippur. So the day of atonement. And then he says, uh, verse then on the 15th day is the beginning now of the Feast of Tabernacles. In fact, he says then on the first day there shall be a whole convocation because having said uh, Feast of Tabernacles for seven days to the Lord, having begun on this past week on second all the way to the ninth. And he says on the first day there shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work on it. For seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. On the eight, eighth day, you shall have a holy convocation, and you shall, remember, you shall offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. 
It's a sacred assembly, and you shall do no customary work on it. And then verse 37 says, These are the feasts of the Lord. Say, the feasts of the Lord. Do you belong to the Lord? Are we under the law? No. We've been brought in by the grace of God. But he says these are the feasts of the Lord, as Pastor Carlos taught over the years. These are not, uh, just don't think of, oh, this we've passed away and all that. We've been brought into the kingdom of God. These are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering and a grain offering, a sacrifice and drink offering, everything on his day. You realize about this feast, there is so much giving. There's so much giving. We'll go into some details regarding that. Besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, he says this, look at this. Uh, These are the feasts of the Lord, verse 37, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering and a grain offering, a sacrifice and drink offerings, everything on his day besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, besides your gift, besides all your vows, besides all your free will offerings which you give to the Lord. In other words, this is a special giving for the season. It's not taking from this side to take this, this to take to bring it to this other side, or as they say, Robin Paul, and doing what? Give it to Jones or whatever they say. But no, it's not. It's, it's as one desires in his heart as God has blessed him. Whatever things we desire, look at this. Breakthroughs begins with a desire. It's not, it's not, after I have prayed, when I see it manifesting, but I have allowed that desire, desires of the Lord to be formed inside of me, and if I can think of a scripture to say that, the the Bible says this uh, in, in Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord, and he shall give you what? The desires of the, of your heart, and this is what I, I believe concerning that scripture, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, his desires become our desires. So when he, and he has the best for us, remember. And when he looks at our hearts, he's seeing his desires in our hearts. He has become our priority. He has become our pursuit. His will for our lives has become our priority. When God looks at that, he says this, I will fulfill my desires in your heart. And I'm telling you again, there's no one who has the best of interest for you than God, your Father. In verse 39 says, and also on the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep the feast of the Lord for seven days, On the first day there shall be a Sabbath rest, and on the eighth day a Sabbath rest. And you shall take for yourself on the first day the fruit of bountiful trees. You can tell that is, that's the season of harvest of fruits. Bountiful of trees, uh, uh, fruit of beautiful trees, branches of palm trees, the boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall, what is the next statement? Let's read that together. And you shall rejoice 
before the Lord your God for seven days. In those seven days, they are, they are celebrating what? The Feast of Tabernacles. So this is what it is. It is the Feast of Joy. It is the Feast of Rejoicing. It is the feast, it's the season of rejoicing. And then he says this in verse, verse 41, You shall keep it as a feast for the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a statute forever, forever, forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall do what? Celebrate. I was reading somewhere and they say uh, uh, that in, in Passover, there is hardly, you know, mention of uh, joy. And it's mentioned in the Feast of uh, 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 Pentecost. But they say there's so much mention of that joy and all what was done in regarding joy in the Feast of Tabernacles. Therefore, we take that joy. And I'm going to show you some scriptures regarding that. And you shall dwell in the booths for seven days, and all the nations, the native Israelites, shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths. Uh, when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the children of Israel the feast of the Lord. Uh, that God wanted the children of Israel to remember, verse 33 says that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt or dwell in, in tents when I brought them in the, from the land of Egypt while they were in the wilderness. This is some of the things that will happen. Let me make some statements over here. I already said this is known as the feast of joy or the season of joy. And I've talked about rejoicing. Rejoicing in the Lord, their God. Now, that's in, our, in our part is for us to rejoice in the Lord, our God, for everything we have comes from him. It is his gift to us. Everything we have. Do you have anything today? Listen, in Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath, Praise the Lord. Uh, there's something that, uh, that Jeff McCaw said when you were at Mount Kilimanjaro. Because of uh, the higher altitude, so the higher you go, the lower the oxygen levels. You come to a place of 4,700 and you can sense that this is really uh, low oxygen levels. Uh, I'd say just to, to bend to tie your shoelaces, I mean, you feel like you've been digging an acre of land with your two hands. That, that, that by itself was a struggle. But look at this. There's something that he said, uh, uh, Jeff said. Okay, let me, let me say this. And therefore, every step that you make, you want more oxygen. You're panting for oxygen. You're, you're kind, of, kind of breathing. So then Jeff said this, there's something that I have learned out of this. That if you don't, you miss anything to thank God for, you miss, quote unquote, because you can't. If you are breathing, if you are breathing, it's time to praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. If you have any breath, if you ever wake up and you feel like, I don't think I have anything to praise the Lord for, breath. Breath. You've ever gone to those ICU and all those places and people are, or people who have to live on oxygen? When it's removed from them, people, we have something to rejoice for. God has given us his breath. Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I'm telling you, if we cultivate that attitude, we'll have nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. Even that mask does not stop you from breathing. So you can thank God for it. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, thank you for this mask. It's just a season. It's passing. Glory to God. But what do I choose? I choose thanksgiving and praise. Every, for everything God has given to us, everything we, we have comes from God. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, it says this, God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. When we look at this year, church, God gave us the word for 2020, our year for supernatural increase. You remember that? I encourage you in these remaining months of 2020, we have just begun October, which is actually come to October in the Gregorian calendar, and then we get into you know where you're going to? November. And then where? Christmas time. We go to December. But think about this. Rosh Hashanah began some two weeks ago. So it's a joy. It's, it's a, we've come to the Feast of Tabernacles, which is actually, again, as I've said, a season of joy. A season of rejoicing. So in the Gregorian calendar... With October. In the God's calendar, we've just, we just began a new year. So look at this. Having in mind that 2020 was prophesied over us as a year of supernatural increase, take the joy of the Lord in the beginning, in the, in the remaining days of 2020, and believe God to still the enemy of everything. I mean, to take from the enemy of everything that he's tried to steal from you from the month of March. Amen. Or everything. How do you do that? Let me show you something. The way to win is to rejoice. Ah, oh, let's go over here. The way to win is to rejoice. The season of joy, it is to defeat the enemy who's a thief. He's the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the way to defeat him is to take your joy by faith. Let me tell you something about joy. Joy is not a feeling because it's a spiritual strength. It's not a feeling. You don't feel it. Just like faith is not a feeling. You don't feel faith. But you have faith. How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you go to the word of God. You believe what the word of God says. You start saying what the word of God says. And faith comes. So if I want, I so desire to have 
joy, I have to take it by faith. But how does that faith come? Faith comes from the word of God. So I go to the word of God and start looking at the scriptures concerning the joy of the Lord and the rewards that follows joy. You will, you can never be oppressed if you're a joyful person from the scriptures. Never ever. Never ever. Listen, joy is refocusing from my ability, from my inner ability, from my inadequacies to God's ability, to God's ability, adequacies. Of course, he has plenty of energy and, and power to all who he is. And if that becomes your focus, I tell you, I assure you from the word of God, you'll see the supernatural increase in this month of October. You'll see it as you go to November. you look back in the month of December, the end of 2020, as you enter into 2021, and you can see, God, you have been faithful. I know he's always been faithful, but let me tell you something. There'll be tangible evidence coming from you because of the testimony of his goodness. It's not a season to be sorrowful. It's not a season for regrets. It's not a season for mourning for the failures or anything that the enemy has stolen from, from you. Give him a punch on his forehead. Amen? It's already been crushed anyway. Look for it. And if you can find it, give him a punch. And rejoice for the goodness of the Lord, that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Some of the scriptures to pay attention to during this time. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 21. Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. Verse 18 says, And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. In fact, when you look at the scriptures in John 7, verse 37, 38, 39, when Jesus spoke about, say, everyone who's thirsty, actually he shouted. He's referring to the Holy Spirit. That was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. In the season of joy, he started speaking about the Holy Spirit. So you can't experience joy, true joy, if first you don't pay attention to the word of God, and secondly, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge him in your daily life. Acknowledge him in your circumstances, every, everywhere you go. I, I, let me give you a sudden, you know, testimony about very very seemingly very small. But I like doing that to be able to hear, to, to know and to see the faithfulness of God that he cares for even little details in our lives. In the things that you, don't, you think like, you think like. It's not so. You think like you don't need God. God take, I mean, uh, uh, is so, what am I looking for? What are you doing over here with your mask? No. Uh, God is so concerned with those little details 
that he wants you to involve him in whatever you do. We, we had traveled for some few days to go and uh, spend some time with my sister. You remember Faith, my niece? Uh, then her, her dad, who's my brother-in-law, uh, died in a road accident in April during the lockdown. So none of my family, our family members could travel to, our immediate family members could travel to Mombasa. And so for, for months, uh, we didn't go. So this two weeks ago, Tina and I went down to spend time with them and all that. So drove on Sunday morning and came back on Thursday evening. But I remember uh, we, we stayed in an apartment, my sisters and Faith, my niece. And then at some point, um, I stepped out. It was at night. You know how hot Mombasa is. I stepped out and I opened a sliding door and stepped out at night. And I shut the door because of mosquitoes. And then the, the door shut. I mean, the, the, the sliding door shut. And I stayed there just thinking and praising God and, and just praying in the Holy Ghost for some time. And then when I was about to go back, that's in the sitting room. When I was about to go back, I tried to open the sliding door and it couldn't open. I thought, okay. I'm going to stay here. Bang, 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 bang. I'm banging that glass door for someone in there. Tina was in another bedroom. My sisters and my niece went in another bedroom. To bang, I think it was about 9.30 or so, banging so that they could, they could hear someone to open. No, they didn't hear. I thought, that's fine. I'll stay here for some time. So I started just praying in the Holy Ghost and just rested there. And it's cool, of course, a bit windy than being in a hot <laughs> apartment. So I stayed for some time. Then probably 15 minutes, I, uh, maybe 10 minutes or so, I banged again after 10 minutes, but no one had. So I went back and I just stayed there. Then maybe after staying there for 15 minutes, a thought crossed my, my mind, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit to help you? Well, I thought, okay, yep. Uh, Holy Spirit of God, will you please impress one of those ladies so that they can come here over the sitting room and that they can open for me? I tell you the truth, like Jesus said, very, very. It didn't take even a minute. Faith's mother, who's my sister, came, came to the sitting room and I banged and she heard and she said, what are you doing here? I said, no, it has a child lock. So when I went out, I locked and I couldn't open it from the outside. And I thought of this. Suppose I have done it the first time I banged this, this, this door. I could have gotten help. Tina is my witness, what my sister said. I said, when she opened, I said, I'm always thankful to the Holy Spirit. He's always faithful. And then my sister, I saw, she asked me, why do you say so? I explained to her. And then she said this. Do you know, actually, I was in the bedroom, and I, I thought, let me go to the sitting room. And my, one of my sisters said, why are you going to the sitting room? Why don't you wait for us? We go out together. She said, but somehow, I, I knew I needed to go to the sitting room. That's the impression of the Holy Spirit in response to one who was asked by faith. Let me tell you this. Acknowledge him in this season of joy. Acknowledge the Holy Spirit. He will help you. He's your helper. Acknowledge him. And then he says, uh, uh, in, in, that, in that verse 18, I was saying that to emphasize, 
be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing. What do you do in a season of joy? Singing. Singing. And making melody in your heart to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. I don't think there can be any joy without singing. You know, like someone just looking at you and saying, I've got joy in my heart. No. If it is in your heart, you'll sing. And it can, you'll, you always can hear that, that, that joy in someone's voice. Why? They are singing out what they're experiencing. What about if I don't have any joy? I don't sense any joy. I told you, it has nothing to do with your feeling. Do you know actually you can activate it through singing. Remember, it's already in you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. Activate it through Psalms. No wonder he says, you speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. And this is another thing of a spirit-filled life. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Make up your determined Holy Ghost decision that you come, we've come to this season and we are in the, it's still in 2020 that you are going to lift up thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. I encourage you, dance. Dance. Don't wait until next Sunday in this week in your own home in the morning. I do that many times. Just I have, in fact, I have a playlist. I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I just have to dance. Until that joy breaks forth inside of you. Giving thanks always for all, for all things to God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Another thing, another scripture to pay attention to in this season is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verse 16 and 18 to 18. Listen to it from the Passion Translation. Can we read it together? Can you see it anywhere? All right. Let's read the, the first part of it. Let joy be your continual feast. Which feast are we in? The feast of joy. Let joy be your continual feast. Feast on joy. Feast on joy. Hallelujah. Have you ever had a breakthrough and you are so joyful until you say, I lost appetite? I just don't have, I just don't feel like eating. Why are you, oh, what God has done is too much. Anyone? So if you are ever hungry, <laughs> you need to feast on joy. <laughs> I think as a teenager, I was ever hungry. You know, that kind of a person that ever hungry. And I was a tiny boy, you know, just tiny. But I'm telling you, we'll cook those chapatis and I, I couldn't have enough. I don't know, somehow. You know, I kept wanting to eat. But let me tell you something of continual. Let joy be a continual feast. You start feasting on that. You, you, you let joy be a continual feast. Let me tell you something. There are things that you won't listen to. 
There are negativities that are all over that you'll have no desire even to listen to any single one of them. Why? You're full. You're full. Remember the scripture says to a, to a, to a, to a thirsty soul, everything is sweet. But now what about if I have been filled with that joy? Let's go to John chapter 7. Um, talking again about the Holy Spirit and on that last day of the Feast of Tabernacle, uh, when Jesus said, verse, verse 37 says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, again it was uh, after some time reading about the history of it, it was the was considered as now the main feast until it will be called just the feast. So that is, but surely none that was the feast of tabernacles. Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone fasts, let him come to me and drink. He's saying, he's declaring there, he's standing among the Jews and he's declaring, actually I am that water. That you, I am that rock that your father drank from in the wilderness. In the Jewish, in the, in the, in the Feast of Tabernacle, he's, he's proclaiming that. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow what? Rivers of living water. But this is spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus had not, was not yet glorified. But we are in a time that the Holy Spirit has been given because Jesus has been glorified. So let joy be your continual feast. Joy be your continual feast. Let's go to also another scripture in Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah 12. It's a hymn of praise. It says, verse 1, And in that day you will say, O oh Lord, I will praise you. Though you are angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Just think about this. His wrath was released on his son on the cross. He was made sin, that he may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Say it in this month, please, remaining. God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For yeah, the Lord is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with the joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. What is in that wells of salvation? Everything you need. Remember the, the Greek word sozo of salvation is everything you need. What do you need today? Take up that joy. Take that joy by faith and, and start going to such scriptures and, 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 and praising the Lord for his goodness. And then uh, let 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, let joy be your continual feast. Make your life a prayer. Make your life a prayer. And in the midst of everything, 
In the midst of everything, does he say everything? Everything? Be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Church, that's what you need to focus on. Let me move a little faster here. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23 again, back to verse 43. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. One of the things that we can learn when the children of Israel were in the wilderness is that they had to depend on God for their provision. We know they are not faithful. They complained, they murmured and all that. But listen, they had still to depend on God for their provision and you know they ate manna. For those 40 years they were in the wilderness, they ate manna. And they were instructed, you take for that day. Give us this day our daily bread. So they, you, they, they had to believe God, depend on God for their provision, and therefore for you and I in this season, walk in an attitude of totally dependency of God, or dependency on God. Total, in what? For your provision, for your health, and for your protection from any work of the enemy. Total dependence on God for your provision. Of course, God is the one providing. His, pro His provision for your life, your health. There's any time to believe God for our health is now. You've noticed from much? Fear will make someone panic. <laughs> Hearing any kind of negative reports. For your health. I've gone to shopping malls so many times. And then uh, or different places, but mostly shopping malls. And you know, the way the guns have uh, their, they call it what they, what they use, the gun like we have behind there for, for temperature check. So they, they bring it to my forehead and then they show, they show it to me and they say it's normal. And I say this, no corona here. And they usually they agree with me, yes, no corona there. <laughs> no corona here. Glory to God. No corona here. Come on. Would you say it for yourself? Oh, you're not sure. Some, 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 some believers say this. I don't, I don't want to say that the devil will hear. Do I care? Who's my provider? Who's my healer? Who's my strengthener? Is Jesus my Lord? No corona here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Healed by the stripes of Jesus. And every time I go to those shopping malls and I say that, they agree with me. Yes. So you see, I'm having people to agree with me. No corona here. We cross that border to go to Tanzania and say, no corona here. Praise God forever. You all are quiet. Your faith in God. Say it, believe it, refuse fear. Take him as your provider. Total depending on him as your provider for your health also and for the protection from the enemy. The rejoicing will manifest as you focus on God's word. The promises he has given to us and secondly, as I have told you, be aware of his presence in us, in you and around you. Such a feast like this. See, if I'm having to, to, to depend on him for my provision, for my health, depending on him for your protection, 
and rejoicing, being sensitive to his Holy Spirit, to his word and to his spirit, that's the time of renewed fellowship with God. It's a time of renewed fellowship with God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6. In verse 14, the Passion Translation. It says, uh, Don't continue to, to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. You know those alliances? We're about to get into the elections. You, you remember there are so many alliances that come around during that time. But for you, listen to this. Don't continue to, to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. For what partnership or fellowship is there between righteousness and rebellion? So what is he saying? Uh, a believer it's you. Anyone who's in Christ, you're a believer. Then is your, the, the Bible says you are the righteousness of God. So it says between you is righteousness and unbeliever is called what? Rebellion. Who could mingle light with darkness? Have you ever tried that? You go in your house and switch on the light and at, in, in the dark and say, mingle. <laughs> mingle, 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 yeah. No, it doesn't work. The darkness and light do not work. They don't mingle. What harmony can there be between Christ and Satan? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Now that's strong. That's strong. I know we use it so much into marriage relationships. You know, the long, or a young lady comes and says, like, you know, Pastor, <laughs> praise God, this is a good man. Is he born again? No, he's not. But he's a good man. Oh, really? Satan will be your father-in-law. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he says. That's what the scripture says. Satan will be your father-in-law. And the father-in-law knows how to steal, kill, and destroy. He will instruct his son. What friendship does God's temple have with demons? So what are you being called? The temple of God. The temple of God. For indeed, let's read that together, please. For indeed, we are the temple of the living God, just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. Does that sound like dwelling? It's a season. Remember, they're dwelling in booths. Sukkah. They're dwelling, dwelling in booths. So that, that is God being with them in the wilderness. Being sensitive to the reality of the unseen realm. It's a season to be, to be that way. Look, look at this. When you are sensitive to the, to, the, to, to the reality of the unseen realm, the reality of the unseen realm in God, I'm telling you, you'll take up joy. You'll take up joy. Because there are things that come on a daily basis sometimes to discourage you and I. But if we are looking at him, we take that joy. Why? He always, he always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. We take up joy. We're looking at him. 
He's, 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 he's done it all for us. So then he's come to indwell us. God says this, I will make my home in them and walk among them. And I believe because, as you know, Pastor Carl has taught this over the years, thinking about God's calendar, thinking about the feast, there are seasons that God wants even to manifest his glory more in our midst. But so important for us to acknowledge him. So important for us to respond to him. So important to, for us to take that joy and allow a spirit-filled life to flow out of us, no matter what we face. Church, I really do encourage you, don't accept this year just to end. You are the one who was rejoicing in, in, in February. Brother Jerry was here, and Pastor Carla spoke, uh, spoke uh, you know, by the Spirit last year concerning 2020, being a year of uh, increase. Listen, this is not a year of corona. Stop calling it that way. You are a believer. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Stop calling it a year of corona. It's not. 2020 is our year for supernatural increase. We take the joy of the Lord. How do you plunder the enemy? With the joy. When you feel it, no. When you don't feel it. Why? You have faith in God's word. You have faith in God's ability. You go to the, to the word of God. First do this. Be mindful of your association. Be mindful of your association. Let me see if I'll find this scripture. It was not part of my notes, but I think I will. Uh, Proverbs 14, verse 7 says this. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. There are some associations you need to come out of. Go, that's Proverbs 14 verse 7, go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. He walks, and then uh, Proverbs 13, 20, it says, who walks with a wise man shall be what? Wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. So there, there are some associations. Let me say in this man, there are some associations that you need to disassociate from. Is that English? <laughs> there are some associations that you need to disassociate from. Come out of them. Come out of them. And if you find yourself you're entangled in a certain relationship that has not been bearing fruit, come out of it. Come out of it. Come out of ungodly uh, covenants. And make God your only person to depend on. The only covenant that you keep with him. He knows everything concerning your life. <clears throat> so then it's, then um, verse, oh, okay. At least today I can breathe nicely and and read more scriptures. Man, the first time when we had one hour. 
if you watch that video, I was talking fast, like, blum, 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 you know, quickly, so that I could finish. <laughs> and God today, I can I think last Sunday, even the choir was ready, the, the praise team was ready to sing an offering. So I said, stay, because I'm realizing the time is short. Thank God. We'll take, make good use of these two hours. Hallelujah. Come out from among them, going back to that scripture, separate uh, them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing unclean. And I will embrace you and I'll be a true father to you and you'll be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. In the light of our redemption, talking about the, the Feast of Tabernacles. Is he talking about, if you, if you think of Feast of Tabernacles, you think about uh, the presence of God. The presence of God. I don't know about you. If you really know the presence of God, you can't be in that presence and be without joy. Never, ever, ever. That's the first thing I experienced when I gave my life to Christ. I was hit by his presence and I sensed and experienced joy that I looked and looked for it all those years, especially from my teenage years, and I, couldn't, I, I never found it. But when that joy, when that salvation came, I was hit by that joy of salvation. So when you're talking about Feast of Tabernacles, you need to think about his presence. You need to think about his glory. You need to think about his joy. And, and that in, our, in, our light, in the light of our redemption uh, in Christ, we now have access to the heavenly temple of God. You remember Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, come boldly to the throne of grace. That you may obtain what? Mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. We have access to the heavenly temple of God. We have access to his presence. In fact, he said from the scriptures that we have read, he's come to dwell in us. So if we have access to his presence, we are now members of the greater temple of his body, which is the members of the body of Christ. We are now part of his sukkah. Amen. God dwells in us. Praise be to God. That is looking at things in the light of our redemption. Therefore, the feast is a season of joy, and as I've told you, use your faith uh, against anything that will try to steal your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you look up at that scripture, Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, that's where you find that scripture, the, the, the joy of the Lord is your, is your strength. Uh, actually, from the time of Joshua, the Bible says, to that time of Nehemiah, they had not celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. Can you imagine? Can you imagine of what, what was happening? Uh, they are not keeping what God has told them. When this, the scriptures, the law was being read, which is actually the scriptures were being re read, they were pierced in their hearts. And they started during, actually when you look at it, it's from Rosh Hashanah coming to the Feast of Tabernacles when, when Nehemiah is speaking to them in that, and, and the priest in Nehemiah chapter 8. And they were pierced in their hearts. By what? The presence of God. The words of God. Or the word of God. And they started mourning. And, and they, they started crying and said, no, 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 it's not the time for that. I, have you been mourning? It's not the time for that. Right, let's go there to Nehemiah 8.10 so that you can cease looking at me the way you are looking at me. Nehemiah 
810 quickly. Uh, it says uh, in verse 10, verse 9, And Nehemiah was the governor, Ezra, the priest, and the scribe, and the Levites. Oh, I wish I'd... Uh, go, sorry. Quickly, look at verse 1, and then we'll, we'll go uh, to verse 2, and then we come to verse 8 and 10. I think I have some few minutes here. Now all the people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in the front of the water gate, and they told Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Now you need, please, to, to read the book of Nehemiah. It's wonderful. And look at this then. It was a restoration of the building of the wall of Jerusalem and the gates that had been burnt down to restore. Now look at this. So he's coming in as restoring the true worship of God. In verse 2, so Ezra the priest brought the law, most likely Leviticus you've read right now, and before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding. On the first day of the seventh month, that is what? Rosh Hashanah. So it's just the same season. And then, then he read it from, from it in the open square that was in the front of the water gate from morning until midday. In other words, you've just stayed for two hours. That was from morning until midday before the men and women with those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law just like victory faith is attentive to the living word of God. And then look at verse, so they had the word of God, and verse 9, and Nehemiah was the governor, Ezra the priest and the scribe and the Levites, who told the people, said to all the people, this day is, a, is holy. It's a holy time, holy days, they're called high holy days. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Let me tell you something, it's not the time to weep, it's the time to take up the joy of the Lord. Oh, pastor, you don't know from much. I lost this, I lost this, I lost this, I lost this. It's not time to weep. It's not the time to mourn. Take up your garments of praise. Hallelujah. Pick it up, that garment of joy. And it's not the time to mourn. And then he says, for the people who helped, and when they heard the words of the Lord, verse 10, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat. I didn't tell you go eat chips, no? Go, eat the, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those who, for whom nothing is prepared. In other words, it's the season to give. For this day is holy to our God. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, things have happened in March, things have happened in April, things have happened in May, on and on and on. Listen, the joy, the joy, the joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Take up that joy. It's a season for joy. Go into, into October, as we're in October already, in November, in December, and you'll be amazed of how you'll turn into 2021 and great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised forever and ever. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! The joy of the Lord is our strength. Do not sorrow. You've been laid off from your workplace? Do not sorrow. Things have happened that you didn't think they were going to happen this way in this year? Do not sorrow. Do you know how to, to experience that restoration? Joy. Joy. 
You can't oppress the one who's joyful. You can't oppress the one who the Spirit of the Lord is upon. So then, uh, as I wind up, we celebrate all that the Lord has done for us. We celebrate all what the Lord has done for us. In this feast, there is a lot of giving, and I want you to prepare by reading Numbers 29 and check out Deuteronomy 16, 13 to 15 as we prepare for uh, our next week, Sunday, the 11th of October, with our Feast of Tabernacles, Fast Fruit Offering. In Deuteronomy 16, verse 17 says, Every man shall give as he is able. Prepare your fast fruit offering as you come next Sunday. Listen, that is actually, you are releasing that joy by faith. If there is anything that is stolen from you, stolen your finances, let me ask, tell you something. Ask the Lord supernaturally for that seed, for that fruit, uh, fast fruit offering, and believe God for restore, restore, restore as we come to the end of this year. You'll say restore in October, restore in November, restore in December, and I'm ready for 2021. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every man shall, shall he give, shall he give, uh, shall give as is able according to the blessing of the Lord, your God, which he has given you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's a season of joy. It's a feast of joy. Don't accept anything else. Did you receive anything out of this? Yes. Thank God for two hours. Ah, it's been a long time since I preached man, for two hours. The last one was 15th of March. Ah, praise God. Even praise him, come back over here. You can sing. <laughs> Would you please rise up on your feet and, and just thank the Lord all over in the sanctuary. Just for what you have heard. Just thank him. Just thank him. Glory to God. Just thank him. Come on, praise him if you can come over. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Oh, lift up your hands, please. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your joy is our strength. Your joy is our strength. You've given us your spirit to indwell us. And Father, thank you for the word of God. Your word that has gone forth concerning this season. Thank you, Father, for this season. We receive it by faith. We receive this feast and we celebrate it as new covenant believers by faith because you have called us to live by faith. We take it by faith. We take the joy of the Lord by faith. Father, Thank you for a fresh outpouring of your spirit upon this church. Upon our nation. Upon the body of Christ. The fresh outpouring of your spirit in this season. Your presence. Your glory. A hunger and thirst for more of the heavenly manifestation in our midst. Father, thank you for this season. I take authority in the name of Jesus over every sorrow that has lingered in your heart. Sorrow, grief, 
of the things that you have gone through. I take authority over that. In the name of Jesus, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. I break that power of the enemy that has caused sorrow in your life. I break that power in the name of Jesus. Be broken. I speak a fresh oil. Jesus, our Lord, you are despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. You took our sorrows. You took our griefs. And by your stripes, surely you have borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed you stricken and smitten by God and afflicted. But you are wounded for our transgressions. You are bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement, chastisement for our peace was upon you. And by your stripes we were healed. Be healed from that, from that sorrow and grief. And I thank you, Father, for fresh oil of your spirit in this season. Just receive that. The fresh oil. Joy. 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 Joy in this season. Joy and rejoicing. Joy of God's provision and dependence on God, of, of God's healing. If you've been feeling pain, come on. Take now your healing right now. Start doing what you couldn't do before. Start doing what you couldn't do before and take your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your people. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for the help of the spirit as we end this year strong in the Lord. 2020 is our year for supernatural increase and I speak it upon ourselves. I speak it upon this church and we, Father, we praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name.